0: Yes, 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 indeed, powerful people. This is another episode of Breaking the Machine. I'm your host, Samad DePort, alongside my partner, Spank the Bank. What up, though? And today we'll be taking another incremental step and shifting the culture. And today we got a very special guest on this program with us today. Very powerful episode. Man, we got an author, community builder, man. This brother is a revolutionary. Really admire the work with, you know, working with the youth and the community out in Detroit, man, in the the, the regions. Um, In the slums. Yeah, in in the slums, man. Uh, we got the good brother Jawan Howard on the program with us today, man The founder of the Emoja Village, man How you doing today, King? All is well, brother How y'all
1: doing? Doing good You not related yeah, to Jawan
0: Howard
2: the no, basketball player, right? <laughs> no, right. no relation I was thinking that I was thinking
0: I ain't gonna lie That, that did pop in my head when I saw the name I, was <laughs> I get like, it all man. the time, man I always be like
2: Jawan Howard But no relation, <laughs> no and everybody, relation. everybody always get it
0: <laughs> Man, it's a blessing to have you on, bro Like, I, we, we got a lot to get to, man Me and Spank was talking before the episode He he got his questions prepared. I got my questions, man. Um, I know one of the things that I wanted to get to off the bat, man, is uh, you went to Western, right? I went to Western. Western. I kind of want to hear about that experience, man. I don't know a lot of people who went to Western, but bigger than that, like, you was the president of the BSU, right? Yeah, I was the president of Black Student Union. I want to yeah. talk about this whole thing, you know, because uh, our audience is large, like, college students and okay. stuff, man. Like, yeah. talk about y'all BSU dynamic and, like, what did y'all do in y'all sessions? Because in my BSU, like, we – it was different. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like... Where you go? I went to University of Michigan-Dearborn. Okay. So, uh, you know that you know uh, traditionally white university yeah, type yeah, yeah. stuff, but it wasn't like dear white people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, or it was like dear white people, except we wasn't able to come together yeah, to form yeah, really. initiatives. Like, that. tell me about y'all, y'all um, BSU and kind of how y'all Oh yeah, for sure. about things. So,
2: man, honestly, the Black Student Union was a start to everything that kind of people see now. It wasn't to start, but it was an instrumental part of it. Mm. But through our Black Student Union, man, our goal was to advocate on behalf of the needs and wants of black students on campus. So we was very political. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had, what was our, why is our retention rate the lowest amongst any race? Why are our graduation rates the lowest? Why are we expelled at higher rates? Why is our academic holds the highest of any race? Right? So we was political. We was in meetings constantly with the provost, constantly with the president, constantly with the board of trustees. Mm. We was organizing I don't know how, if it was like this at Cho School, but man, it was a hundred different black organizations at Western, like mm. 50 black male empowerment groups and 50, like I'm exaggerating numbers, but it was a lot. Yeah. You feel me? And so our goal as the Black Student Union was to bring us all together under this umbrella of like, what do we want as a collective for us? You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, that meant advocating, bro. That meant like real talk. The university didn't like me. Like, mm. yeah, for real? yeah, no, like yeah. for real, for real. Um, and I could tell these stories now, like yeah. the diversity of equity and inclusion yeah. chair and everything. Like, they'll be calling her, like, what Jawan and Khalil about to speak about at this next board meeting. Like, like it was really like that. Um, and so, like I said, I think it taught me how to organize. It taught me the power of being around like minded individuals. Because I, I noticed that too. A lot of other black student unions, it wasn't as like taken serious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really serious. But we we pride ourselves like, nah, like these things must happen. And it don't happen without us being organized. And so. That's what our Black Student Union was on. I think we yeah. was, like, we was really about it.
1: Did you come in as a freshman doing that or a sophomore, junior?
2: So, really, it was, like, that sophomore, junior year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, I got introduced to the Black Student Union through my friend Alexis and Raina. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was the president and vice president or something. No, they was vice president and, like, communications chair or mm-hmm. something like that. And I went to a meeting, and the brother, uh, one of my mentors now, Khalil Mazi, was the president. And, and it's the brother, like... You know, like I said, they, they, we we was like reading excerpts from, you know, what I'm saying, like Solidarity Brothers and stuff like that. Mm. You know, what I'm saying, at our Black Student Union, that's what we was on. We was watching Malcolm clips and learning like the power mm. of organizing. Woo. Yeah. yeah, like we was really that vibe. On, yeah, yeah, we was really on that type of time. And Khalil, like I said, I ain't never really see up to that point like somebody that young on that type of time that he was on. And so you know what I'm saying, I clung to the Black Student Union, and him and I together. Uh, I ended up becoming diversity inclusion chair. It really was like a vice president position. And, you know what I'm saying? We started tackling issues together and working out stuff. And, um, you know what I'm saying? One thing led to another, and I became the president. And, man, like, we was giving, like, I was giving real-life lectures, bro, on black economics, black family structure, black media. What is our role, you know what I'm saying, overall black progression as a black college student or a black college graduate, right? We was really trying to figure out these issues and things. And we built some momentum. I think we did some good work. mm it really
0: sounded like some dear white people stuff, man. Like, I, I like that. And yeah. I kind of got that vibe. I was watching an interview that you did, and you talked about... Um about the work That y'all was doing And I was like Man it sounded like Y'all took it real seriously Cause like for us It was just homework We just it, And yeah. it, and, it, and that's beautiful In itself You know like When you're on a campus That the black people Can't congregate in one place We congregate yeah. at the BSU And just do homework And talk And like But I, I was one of the ones Who would like Try to introduce conversations Like introduce those Type of conversations Like you know Do y'all not see this Happen on a campus What do y'all think about this What do y'all think about this And I feel like I would kind of get on Everybody's nerves Cause I would come every week And do that And they just like Man, dog, can we just do the homework? And I'm just like, man, I felt like this is what BSU is supposed to be it's, for. Man. We're supposed to be radical, like not even Dude. radical, but we're supposed to be like hard on anything that isn't pro us. You bro, know, what real I'm saying?
2: talk, real talk. And that's how we kind of like. And bro, if more I think college students understood the history of all these Black student unions that got mm. that started. I, and Westerns are started in 1968 mm. after Dr. King was assassinated. They locked themselves inside the student center with a list of demands. Right, they was talking about. It's kind of crazy. The same thing that we was talking about retention rates, like the black faculty ratio to the black student ratio mm. at Western. When I graduated, I think it was like less mm. than like Damn. one or two percent or something like that of mm. black professors. Yeah, but we made up about thirteen or fourteen percent of the campus as students. So like stuff like that's what we was on. You feel me? But I think if people understood the history of like black why black student union started more, it would be taken a lot more serious because it's real power in that. Anything that deals with money in your know, tuition, when you paying an institution mm-hmm. to do certain things, mm-hmm. like it comes with—it's an exchange. It comes with something. And If somebody not holding up the end of the bargain, oh, then we got to come to this
1: table and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you feel me? Y'all both went to PWIs, so like, did y'all see? The, not gonna say the racism, but did y'all see the problems that was going on that made that, like that's what made y'all get into it? Like, did y'all really see problems?
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I did. I seen a systemic. Problem. Like I said, mm-hmm. bro, like I ain't, I ain't joking. Like, y'all can look it up right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's still the same. Um, but look up the graduation rates by race In, in uh, at Michigan universities From mm. U of M to Michigan State To Central to Western to Wayne State Back then I graduated in 2020 not too long ago Bro we were dead last in every category Like our graduation rates were the lowest As black people like, mm. You know our retention rates Meaning like we didn't like come back for our second year Like all that stuff we were at the bottom So like that's systemic Ain't no way even around You know what I'm saying mm. There's some issues and factors that, that play in for sure But yeah i yeah, seen it
1: Yeah because I went to HBCU so, like, we was already a black union. You know what I'm saying? But we definitely did still have, like, problems. Like, we still had, uh, like, retention and stuff. Like, I remember uh, we did a sit-down. Like, my boy D, and I think uh, D, was it, is it Chrissy? I think they did, like, a sit-down. I forgot what the sit-down was for. But they did some type of sit-down to get the uh, the board on on, on, on something. I, f- I forgot. But I know we had our own black union, but everybody in the school was pretty much black. Yeah. So, like... That was like I, I stepped I didn't really see what y'all saw pretty much, like I saw my people every day, so like i was we was already listening to Malcolm and Tupac and all that all other stuff time, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I, I think for me it was just like, um when you're on a university uh like the one that I went to, it's just and and I feel like you could definitely speak to this as well, um like. It's like, our mind, it's like we're there, but we're not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, our minds is trapped. Like, we're in this room, and we're acting like we're white people. And then this room is the only room we can really act like ourselves. And that was what it was for me. Like, it's like in this room, I'm seeing classmates that I had who always act white, or I don't even want to say white, but they just act. Not themselves all the way yeah. And then when we get in this room We all kind of relax And just act like ourselves And that's what made me love it so much Because it's like Damn we all acting like Ourselves right now like, space in a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying And it was just weird for me to see that But I, I, Man I think that was the biggest thing For me especially It was just like man That room was just good for me It was good for my soul it was a safe man safe space bro Having to be there for five years It was just like I needed to be in that room I needed to be around What
1: school you go to? Renaissance Okay okay damn Good, good, good school. So mm. my question is, from being from Puritan, like what made you not get in the bad environments? Because everybody, if you ever watched the the Black Mafia uh, family on Stars, you know Puritan is PA that you know they used mm. to run with me to them. Like, how did you not get caught up in that environment? Like, what, you know what kept you away from that?
2: I ain't gonna say that I necessarily. I mean, I, I mean, I did stay away from it. I ain't gonna say that I didn't, but I wasn't like too far removed from it. Real talk. Um because I went to school right there. I went up to two schools my whole life, John R. King and Renaissance. Mm-hmm. So, John R. King was right there on Six Mile and uh, Cheyenne between Schaefer and Myers. But when that closed down my sixth grade year, I went to Servany, which is now John R. King. But that's on periods in the Strathmore. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know what I'm saying? If you know Serveny, you know Serveny. Mm-hmm. And ain't, like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, no pushover school or nothing like that. So, like, a lot of my friends, I'm still cool with a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, that's, like, still from that area, still dibble and dabble, do whatever they do. But I think, I mean, I, I definitely got to give credit to my family for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I always prided myself on learning from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've always been very observant, you know what I'm saying, being able to see, like, all right, yeah, I won't move the way Broden them move. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they locked up now. Or, you know what I'm saying, just like, just guiding hand from my grandparents, my mama, you know what I'm saying, my step pops. Um, I think, I mean, just like, overall, the community embraced me in a way to the point where I ain't never think that type of stuff was, like, the route to go mm-hmm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying I understood. Like, how some people fall into those type of things because, again, it's systemic. But I mean, I don't know. uh I guess just you know, what I'm saying being guided. You know, what I'm saying a lot of guidance and rearing from my community and my family. Mm. So I got to give like that. That's the credit. That's where the credit go to.
1: Mm.
2: You know, and I think I think it was important for them too to like not necessarily remove me out of that situation because now. Like, it's, it's really hard to serve people that you really, like, don't understand. Yes, yes, You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. So, like, even with me being, like, still in the midst of all that and still, like, being disconnected from it, like, from, like, my household standpoint, I still walk outside, bro, no, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was important for me still to be there and not, like, move out somewhere else yeah. and act like, you know, it still was important because it, it actually helps me now, mm-hmm. uh, even up to this point, still be able to understand and still be able to help and still be able to, you know what I'm saying, be relatable to the point where people... From that, they would still see themselves and me doing certain things. I ain't remove myself from it, but
0: I didn't indulge into it. Mm-hmm.
2: That dope. makes
1: sense. Sound like Moses. Mm.
0: What would you say is a common misconception with like community work, like um, or just being like a community organizer in general? Like, what, what do you think is a common misconception? Because I have a, f- a few in my head right now. Yeah, know.
2: I think that people um have like this idea that like I don't like the hood is all bad or like it's like no good people. Like, Mm -hmm. like there, right. Some of like our biggest supporters is people who are quote unquote, the ones who, Mm. you know what I'm saying? The bad ones, if you want to call them that. Like bro, number who might be, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Hey bro, y'all need some water. Can I cut the grass for you? Like the ones who society might've wrote them off as, you know what I'm saying? The bad apples, you want to call it that. So I think one of the biggest things that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think we just have been brainwashed to think that, you know what I'm saying? Certain individuals don't view community. A certain way, and I think they do, bro. I think they do. I think it just needs more people to do it for it to become more cool. If that makes sense, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I think, like I said, the, our biggest supporters, most of them, people right from that hood who've been there for a minute, uh, and those ones everybody usually write off. So that's one of the biggest misconceptions about organizing is that the hood won't support you or the hood gonna tear it up. Or the hood going to burn it down. Like, man, yeah. they, take, they take pride mm-hmm. in Umoja Village, bro. Especially
1: mm-hmm. the tear it up part. I know a lot of people, that's why they don't want to build houses in the hood. Because yeah. I feel like they will take the parts and stuff out. Which some, some people will. Yeah, some yeah. people will. But, you know, I feel like it's about talking to people in the community, too. Hey, it's my property. It's my block. You know, keep an eye on it. You know yeah, what so bro, I'm saying? Just how I'm going to do your neighborhood. Like, things just need more stand-up people. In yeah. the neighborhood, you just can't be afraid to speak. Really get to know everybody there.
2: That's Man, that's that's literally it. Well, before we started any building with Mojo Village on Pierce and Stansbury, I met every single neighbor. Like, hey, my name is Joanne Howard. We, we, we own this land now, but we neighbors. Y'all own it too. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whenever mm-hmm. I grow here, it's y'all's. You know what I'm saying? We have an event here. Y'all welcome to come. If you see any trash out here? You know what I'm saying? Pick it up, whatever the case may be. And we show love and they show love. And to the point where we all like this on that entire block, you feel me? And that can be duplicated, not just on that block, but every block,
1: every you block, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every
2: avenue, all that. It just take the right type of person that ain't afraid to go into these hoods to talk. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's what I was saying earlier, too, off camera. I think with that whole point, people be like, how can you build more Umoja villages? You know what I'm saying? Can you duplicate over there? I mean, in real estate, I probably could, but would it be the same? Mm-mm. No, it wouldn't, bro, because like, there's another Jawan Howard somewhere on East Warren or somewhere on Seven Mile, somewhere on Finkel, somewhere, wherever, our job is to find him or her and empower them with these same tools that I use to build Umoja Village, to build in their own hood. Because that's they ain't got the same level of respect or relatability or history that I got on period to make this thing go. I would rather definitely empower them to do so, you feel me? Because their hood will embrace them. Their neighborhood will embrace them once they start to build it out. Mm-hmm. You feel me?
0: Yeah, I feel like Detroit. We got some good like community activists here. Like, yeah, we do. We, we make
1: community uh, work look good. You know, no, what I ain't going We do like a uh, new you got New Era Detroit. So Rafa like, uh, Wright, man. Yeah, you know,
0: like, y'all make it look
2: good. Yeah, bro. I ain't gonna like, lie. Y'all do. Make it look yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Big shout out to Rafa. You know, so he published my first book for me. Oh, for mm-hmm. real? He published my. He first came on book. here. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I when I was writing my book, I messed the black college students. Uh, I hit up bro, and we was cool back then, but not really like how he is now. And bro, embraced me, wrapped his arm around me. You know what I'm saying? This is the publishing process. This how you go through this X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? When I was 22, 23 years old at the time, and bro really put me together and helped me out a lot. So big shout out to
1: Rafa. What made you want to write shout a book? To
2: Rafa, right Uh, man. So the pandemic, as you as I mentioned, I was the president of the Black Student Union, and uh, I was giving lectures weekly, bro. Like real talk, like Black economics, all that Black history, and you know what I'm saying? As you know, March 2020. The world shut Stop. down, right. and so did the campus. And so I was preparing for these lectures, like, weeks and weeks ahead. I had stuff inside my notebook and my Google Drive ready to present. And it just went on ice because no more meetings in person. So it was just a form of, I don't know, self-expression and letting off steam. I was just beginning to write, just write out my my, my thoughts and stuff like that. Because um, I also was very frustrated with our predicament as black people at that time. And I still am, to be honest. Um, but just letting off steam was writing essay, 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 damn, that's a chapter of a book, you know, and from there I started to outline uh, what the other chapters would be about, what the overall message to black college students would be, um, and I felt like I was reading uh, The Miseducation of the Negro, Dr. Carter G. Woodson at the time too, and this is a book that was written almost 100 years ago and it still was relevant, and I was thinking to myself, like, if Dr. Carter G. Woodson could wrote this timeless piece, um, these words that I'm writing now will outlive me and hopefully they can help, you know the next generation or the person tomorrow or whatever, um, guide them through these steps and through this process. And so I used the pandemic to write my book.
0: Mm. And you said you're frustrated. Let, let's kind of unpack that. So what, what what do you feel like is the biggest thing that is frustrating you right now? With the Is it is it a political thing or is it like a social thing in um, our community? Man, I
2: think it's holistic, bro. I think all Ooh, those. Shit. I think it's holistic. I think it's all those things kind of like packaged, mm. you know what I'm saying, together. The most frustrating thing I think is that I know we have the power to change our predicament whenever yeah. we want to. Yeah. Like we, we are in power in every area, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's the political, whether that's economics, whether that's education, whether that's whatever the case may be, any topic, you know what I'm saying, any category you give me, we have the power to make a shift or pivot ourselves, right? Um, but, you know, due to a variety of reasons, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Some of it is the misleadership class, some of it is you know what I'm saying, years and years of backwards thinking or, or whatever you want to call it. But that's one of the most frustrating parts because I don't think it is just one thing. I think the politics or our lack of education in politics is definitely tied to our lack of education in economics, which is definitely tied to our poor education, which is definitely tied to our unhealthy eating habits, right, or our mm. health, right? All these different things, like, are in sync. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a machine that makes, like, it's, it's, like the, it's a holistic thing about life. So I think... It's not one area that that makes me less frustrated, but they all make you frustrated. Uh, yeah, like and I, and 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 not frustrated to the point. I'm a, I'm a man who never lets my critiques outweigh my contributions. If I'm going to critique something, best believe I'm doing something in that area to try to make push it forward. So all these areas I'm naming off, like there is some plan of action to increase our or just to make us progress in that area. You feel me? But yeah, it's all man. It's holistic. It, it's true. It truly is holistic. Especially in a city like Detroit, there's no reason why we shouldn't be essentially dominating every aspect of our lives as black people in
1: this city. Yeah, because at one point, Detroit black black people in Detroit was making a killing here. You yeah. know, we was we were. That's why I think Detroit like is known for like the black city. Yeah, like, yep, we was everybody, yeah, everybody,
2: yeah, All them '90 sitcoms and stuff. A yeah. was based in Detroit. Yeah, like, for yeah, a reason. Martin. Yeah, yep. right across mm. the street. Yep. Uh, mm. What's the what's, what's the story with the twins? Uh, sister, sister. Yep, Detroit. Yep, it yep, yeah. was well, Detroit. Yeah, it's a bunch of different stuff, bro. But this is this could be a hub, I think, for black excellence as we know it. But I think it definitely takes can. A lot I of, think uh,
1: Atlanta has that right now. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you, do you think Atlanta has that? Because you know, you just went to Invest Fest. Mm-hmm. So um, can you tell us about that? Because the research that I did, it kind of like, I kind of like. Didn't pay attention to it like that. Like, mm-hmm. I paid attention, to, but I didn't pay attention to, like, what they was doing until afterwards. Until, like, kind of the stuff I seen afterwards. Like, okay, is Atlanta really the black ex- excellence? You know? But, yeah, you yeah. Know.
0: I mean, I feel like Atlanta is black excellence, but I don't feel like it's any more black excellence than Detroit. It's just a different type of black excellence. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like um, Atlanta, it, it, it's... it's uh, the, the, the wealth is divided up in a way where, it, like... It, it, it's like you it's the only place it, it's one of the only places you see like people in the hood like you know with with super nice car driving through the hood and the Maybach and stuff like that because it's just like the wealth is just distributed in that way so it's, it feels more homie like the millionaire is going to live in the hood too with the other people in the hood you know like in certain areas we kind of separated like the rich people live over here like Atlanta's not like that the rich people live where the the People who might not be as affluent live, so the areas kind of look a little bit better. Like, it, it may be not that your house might not look as good, but the Starbucks look a little bit better. Your house might not look as good as this crib, but the gas station look mm. a little bit better. So, it's the wealth is distributed a little bit that different because, like, the, the wealthy live in the hood. So, like, the amenities of the hood look a little bit better. Detroit is a little bit different. It's kind of a little separated off. Same thing as Flint, where I'm from, is it separated off a little bit. But, you know, I think the thing that frustrates me a lot, and, and you talked about this, and I wanted to get into this, is that whole thing of, uh, um, you talking about black excellence, and you talk about elitism. Like, that's a real thing, man. Yep. Like... The reason it feels like We're not doing good Cause we're doing Really good stuff bro you talking about Invest fest Like it's so many Black millionaires All of it We Like we're doing great That's the whole Immediate narrative Saying that we're like Still yeah. in the past And we're still yeah. But no, no we're, we're doing killing. good yeah, we're killing But it. you know what it, It's like If you have a contract You have a government contract Why ain't you putting On your brother Like yeah, bro. to, yeah. It's because Your brother not, Oh he ain't gonna Do the work the right way So I'm gonna hook it up the reason other coaches Are going farther Is because they do Work with their own oh, Regardless yeah. of what Work they do They share if the, it If this work is shitty Or it's really good It's like I gotta do it With my brother And that's facts That's facts because That's he, facts Because think about it Think about it And I, and I heard Damn um, yeah, um, um, that's I, facts Talk your shit Yeah yeah Because yeah, we, we talking Some you shit You in today. your bag right uh, now talk, talk your shit think, think about what Elliot Wilson was saying With Drake With his interview That he did with that mm. One girl I forgot her name I don't even know her name It was in the bed but Yeah was, in yeah, the bed yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like Man of all, any platform You pick You pick a White platform yeah. to do the one interview that you didn't did in like a million years, you're gonna yep. do it with a white platform. Yep. That's why a lot of people celebrated Kanye when he finally started on doing the chance. When he started the press run, he started at Drink chance He did. And even though he dropped a bomb on there, and I ain't got really, I, I wouldn't have what he said. Like he ran on there, and he was dropping some bombs. Right. But at the end of the day, he did it on a black platform. Right. At the end of the day, it's just right. like, well, and I, man, I can't talk even, your I, shit. I, I it's a sermon the, the day, baby. I can't even talk about it because I went through some. I don't even want to. I went through some stuff at Investfest, and it was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying on the yeah. media side. And you know, one day I'll talk about that, but it was just like, you know, it's it's just like we got to stick together, man. Yeah, we got to stick together. Yeah, because
1: the reason why I asked you that because the uh, the price was three hundred dollars to get in for like uh just to get in, mm. but it was
0: eighteen
1: thousand. It was eighteen hundred just to get in for VIP open bar, all that, all that other bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to hear niggas rapping shit. It's like, bro, I got to pay $1,800 to get some information. That first of all, I'm going to pay the $1,800. I'm around millionaires. I'm around the vibe. You know, that's that's fine. Yeah. But then I got to pay another something to get to your door. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what is this shit really for? You know what I'm saying? Like, $300, that's worth a fucking ticket to, to see niggas rapping shit. Not, I'm not saying they, you know, that's it's yeah. still of a good thing. You know what I'm saying, but I definitely get what you're saying. Like sharing, you feel me? I remember one day we was on the phone. You were talking about like some people don't like to share their info, but you like I don't care. I'm yeah. like damn, I you know appreciate you know sharing your resources. Like that's how niggas gonna make it, bro. Because like if you look at every other neighborhood, Chinese, Arab, they killing us because that's the only thing that we don't do. We don't share, but it's cool. Mm. It's us like like right, us three right here. We about to share, bro. We yeah. about to put Detroit on, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, bro, I think we got to be more intentional with, like, just our actions, just flat out. Like, yeah. that's the main thing I always tell people, just be intentional. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people just not, you withhold this information from somebody could be devastating to a whole entire plan or trickle down effect. fit. Mm-hmm. Like, hypothetically speaking, bro, say if somebody never gave me the game on the garden and stuff like that. Bro, like, what does that mean for that whole entire community that I've inspired to grow their own food? Just off that one person withholding that one connection. Like, if you are intentional with your way of thinking, bro, you understand that this stuff is way bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? We got to move accordingly. Like y'all say, y'all take teamwork and effort. You know know how to do a garden?
1: You know how to like garden?
2: Bro, that's what Umoja Village is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I seen it. But
1: I thought somebody, I ain't know you, like somebody taught you how to do I thought you just did it. Yeah,
2: no. So like, it's. I'm I'm, I'm not taking full-blown credit for it. My team, man, shout out to the whole entire team. Like Jada, Brandon, Taylor. Uh, Leah, Ari, everybody under, Ashley, everybody under the age of 26, bro, that that built everything that y'all see, mm-hmm. like, we all under 26,
1: you know what yeah, I'm saying? I've been, I been, I I been, to, I I been to the uh, this yeah. place, and I did see the garden, but, like, but, but, I didn't know, but so you yeah. know how to garden, like, so you know how to garden some stuff from scratch? Yeah, like. I need to learn how to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, bro, so Detroit is one of the cities that has the most urban gardens in the nation, like, mm-hmm. that's a yeah. fact, yeah.
1: I, I, been, I be seeing them on the east side when I be riding bro, around. Bro, no, that's a fact, uh. They be right in the middle. They be right in the hood.
2: right in the hood. Brightmo all that. Baba Malika Keeney. Um, y'all ever heard of D Town Farms? Yeah. I heard of them. Eight acres of land on the west side of Detroit owned by black people. And they've grown over like they grow it's every year. They grow over like 75 different crops, bro. Seven acres. That's a nice chunk of land. Mm-hmm. Where it's right here and it is not suburbs, it's in the city. And they grow that. They also open up uh Detroit People's Food Co-op, a whole entire like grocery store off uh in the North End area. Mm. North End. This is like happening right now. It's scheduled to open up. I love this talk, man. This is the talk I love, man. It's set to open up, bro, in a few mm. months. Like, right now, you know what I'm saying? All by Black people. Bob Maliki Kenny used to run an African-centered school in the city. That's a legend, by the way. Baba Kini. remember that name?
1: Baba yep, Keeney. I worked at an uh, African Center school, Paul Robinson, Michael Mix, and yep, DPS. Dr. Robinson, and now. Dr. Robinson. Okay, you know, Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dr. Mm-hmm. Robinson, yeah. my dog. Shout out to Dr. Robinson. We got to get him on here. Yeah, no. So. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, that's one of the schools we work with where we bring mm-hmm. our program into. Yeah. But no, man, being intentional is the main thing, bro. I was telling somebody else, like, we focus on the black dollar leaving our communities at dying rates. And, that, and it is. Like, it's crazy how much we don't circulate our dollar. But, bro, black talent. Is leaving the hood even quicker. People get put Mm -hmm. on like and like gain knowledge and skills and all that stuff and take that talent to go work for like Google or something. Yeah. Or like to go work for like wherever else, right? And I'm not knocking it, bro. But get your get your money. It's not knocking anybody works at Google. But more so that talent that was cultivated here is not being poured back into here. Mm -hmm. And so like it's like a constant vacuum. Like that's worse than the dollar leaving. Like, that no one's coming back to invest into the hoods that they come from. That's worse than the dollar, even in my opinion, because these talents, these ideas, like, bro, what if I never came back to Puritan? Like, what if, like, I got my degree and everything from Western Michigan and, like, moved somewhere else and was, like, whatever? Like, everything that we've done up to this point would not exist. Now, think about that story. Like, that has happened time mm. and time again we'll in corporate saying? office throughout our communities, bro. Like, that happens time and time because the talent is just leaving. It's a value system that we have, whereas, I don't know. Like, that's, that's what it is. That's just, like, a a, a, a better route, a better look. It's just because
0: nobody going to pat you on the back for doing the right thing. But and that, it's, like, and we, we not. Actually, it,
1: there is. I
2: was about to say, and that's, like, I think it's one of the misconceptions, too. That uh, like a lot of love. people. Like, shoot, I'm here right now.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this is,
2: I'm, I'm here now, right? Like, this is, and this is important, too, for other people, like, younger people to get inspired to see, like, it's not about the accolades, nothing like that by no means. But, like, for those who might value that or whatever, all right, cool. So if that's what you to pour into your community in a proper way and somebody else that does not yourself or your, your immediate family benefits, then whatever. But there's one of the misconceptions to you don't get love once you start to do it. Because, bro, like, this love right here. Like y'all, I like, y'all ain't have to invite me out. Like, that's mm. love because, like, y'all seen the value in what we're doing. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, it is love when you do this type of work in a genuine way because, like, again, mm. not many people doing it, yo, your community will embrace you, bro.
1: Yeah, like, and, and you make that shit look cool. Yeah, you gotta make it look cool. Like, like I like I like how you post that one. You post a picture in your Chevy, old school. No, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, I'm still 25 year old. Yeah, but man. yeah, you yeah, and I, yeah. I, and I like that shit. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he, I like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, I, I like that. I yeah, like bro.
2: That. I might throw in a suit every once in a while, but yeah.
1: like. Yeah, so I fuck with the right suit now. too. I fuck with the suit yeah. look. Like I, I, I we're gonna have to post the when we the one I'm talking about. I love the the, the the photo you took on your birthday. That was cold to oh, me. Oh with yeah, the, with yeah. the black I don't know if that was black Jesus in them in the back. Yeah, but you yeah, had a yeah, gold on mm-hmm. like that shit was hard. But you know, yeah. I, like stuff like that. That 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 showed me like, okay, this is cool. You no, ain't, still, ain't gotta I'm still You ain't gotta normal. be Carlton to do that shit. You don't, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and Carlton was still still that guy. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, just to break the uh the norm, I guess you know, people feel like you gotta be. Not hip, you know, to to help your people. Nah, man. Our
2: generation breaking that, like, big shout out to 19Key, all of them type of guys, like, where it's looking, like, it's cool to do this, right? Like, it's cool to care about your community. It's cool cool to, like, put your people on. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, when we change our value system and we control our narratives, like, this thing going to get switched a lot quicker than people think. You Mm -hmm. feel me? Real talk. Like, it's already happening. But, like, the more and more this is, like, made cool, like you said, bro, we're going to be better and better.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one of the biggest misconceptions And what what makes a lot of the, the youth turned off by it Because they feel like you just I don't know, you can't be authentic or You can't be yourself and yeah. do community organizing You like gotta you be gotta broke You gotta a character yeah. or you gotta be broke And it's just like, no, that's not even the case But I, I did want to say this real quick When you was talking about the InvestFest thing I feel like that might have just been like they, that they charged it A certain rate Because of the premium Of having some of those people on Like a Steve Harvey Or Robert right, right. You know uh, you, I forgot the brother's name Robert, uh, Robert Williams uh, is it? No, no The, the, the one the billionaire will, Robert yeah, Parker or Yeah Robert Parker, or something, Parker like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. something like that I know you're talking about that. And, and having him on And the other people Because when they did The event in Detroit It was the same thing But mm-hmm. they it, it was free you know what I'm saying t- well, I didn't pay, but I don't know if it was free. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was it was it was free from what I saw. So you know what I'm saying? People coming in and you in the room with millionaires, you networking it. So it's just like I just feel like it was the nature of like the the event they put on, it was a, a high uphead cost to do this and that. They had to you know, and I Did I'm you just, learn how
1: to invest? I,
0: I I don't know See I think you learn You are going to learn What you came for Like yeah. it's like Being in a room Like you are gonna get What you came for I got what I came for I, I got to learn I, I wanted to learn About media And increasing You know My, my, my presence And my following And mm-hmm. also wanted To just tap in I honestly just wanted To tap in With certain people I'm just like Okay I gotta sit down And talk to this person I gotta sit down And talk to this person And, and, and Cause th- That's where the real stuff no, so, yeah, That's like say that's,
2: that's that's yeah, and That's where yeah, the real yeah, yeah. Like It's relationships Like nice. me yeah, just talking to is. you
0: Or me just talking to you, That's where the real Work is It's yeah. not really just like Me just like It's like bro Okay when can we sit down And have a real conversation Cause I know we all Just sitting here Listening to the conversation But when can we really Get some work done Cause yeah. the work is not Getting done here yeah. You know what I'm saying Like when is we really Gonna get to this work You know what I'm saying You being in the community You doing that work That's the real work bro That's yeah. when it's really happening And I feel like man it's, it's like I tell people All the time Like some people be like Man why don't you Follow me on Instagram It's just like bro Would you rather have my own number Or would you rather me Follow you on Instagram Yeah, you know? yeah I better give you my number yeah, yeah, the real conversation is more important than
1: the look of being. Be, you know, because if you give me your Instagram, I'll fuck you. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more like a fuck you. You, yeah, know? you know?
2: Relationships is important, bro. That's another big thing. Man, there's so much stuff that I learned. And I'm acting like I'm talking like I'm an OG and this stuff, but like, man, everything Wisdom, I learned yeah. in like the first two, three years of just doing this, in addition to everything with the black student union and all that stuff, man, relationships is is key. Like to anything that you're doing, bro. Like whether it's like a strong team, ground or just like connectivity, how we got here, going on right now, that's what really drive a lot of this stuff. But I'm always, I'm also careful with that too, because sometimes that can lead to gatekeeping. And I'm so against gatekeeping stuff to the point where like that's probably why everybody trait like this, like it is now. A lot of people
1: just won't pass the baton. But mm, yeah, what? Well, and I'm trying to figure out who the fuck started that shit. Man, I like said. what era? started? I because keep hearing about that. That's a real thing. Yes, yeah, bro, yeah, no, keeping a real, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm it's, talking about in Detroit. It's yes. always been, but I ain't gonna say always yeah. been like that. But like, I don't know when it started because it wasn't like that in the seventies. It wasn't like that in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that in the nineties. So I don't know when did it really started. I don't know, bro, but I think they think that like the resources
2: are scarce, so mm. like I gotta keep it up here and plug my people in, but that ain't even the case, especially if, bro, if somebody is ready to take the baton. Like, you gotta let them go with it. Like, can her go with it, especially if you, like, oh, you gotta pass them? Or, like, it is a just, lot of old heads out they, there that got just, the game. Yeah. Like, real, bro, real talk. The reason why Wumo just started is due to the fact there was no other, like, organization doing what we do. So, like, I started it, you know what I'm saying? But we've been, I've been, it's been trial and error. I just say that, you know what I'm saying? With a lot of the stuff that, that I've done up to this point point, what the team has done, I done reached out to a lot of individuals and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. what's divine is divine, bro. I'm saying it'll it'll all come the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, come on, bro.
0: It's like that everywhere, and that that that's why I'm I'm, I'm smiling when I'm hearing you say because I'm like I've really experienced that. It's just like. Man, you really could. You don't understand what a small look or a small plug could do. Like I could really take that to the. Like man, sometimes we see like certain opportunities, and that's why you really can't look at somebody else's blessing because you don't know what they had to do to get that or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. But sometimes I see certain things. I'm just like, man, if you would have just plugged us in, we could have did so. We could have fed this many people. Did this or did that? But you wouldn't plug us in, and instead you gave it to the person you know is is not like like it's everything is so strategic. Like even when we was on the campus. And um, when I was when I was still in college, a lot of us would talk like, "Dang, they know the right people to put in positions of leadership, bro." Yes. You know what I'm saying? Certain position, like I'm talking about the poster child, like yep. the ones that they putting on the picture. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know the ones who gonna really like sh- sh- rock the boat, like, yeah. and you know the ones who not gonna rock the boat. Yeah,
2: bro, that's 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 a very that's a solid real point. It's a real bro. solid point, and that's why I'm careful with like even like this stage of my life right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just recorded or whatever, but like I'm like in a position where I think a lot of people don't really know how I think and how mm. I view our communities. I think people, like, low-key, some people see me like that, like, mm. you know, brother wear a suit, nice smile, like, oh, time, like, there's something different that's mm. going on up here, like, the intention behind what I'm doing, in the long-term strategic plan I mean, is something that's, you know what I'm saying, I think, but I think a lot of people don't view it, view mm. me as that, and they might. What do they view you as? Again, bro, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of older cats might view me as like, okay, no, it's like a, like, okay, you got a guard, you got, he deal with the kids, cool. Uh-huh. I don't think they see this. Mojo Debate Team is a vehicle for me, bro. Mm-hmm. Not for me, but for the community. It's a, it's a vehicle to teach. You know what I'm saying? The kids, critical thinking, conflict resolution, confidence, right? The the, the importance of unity and team. We're on a debate team. The clothes are open cross. I mean, it's, everybody got a role to make mm. the team win. So does our community, right? So I call this stuff disguised Learning. So like what I'm doing is, it's not just debate. It's not just dealing with the kids. Like I'm really trying to create the the critical thinkers and leaders that we gonna need for tomorrow, tomorrow. to make certain to make certain moves and make certain things shape. Mm. In a way that I don't think that like the current, you know what I'm saying, whatever infrastructure is doing. Mm. So that's what I think. I don't think they view me as like as detailed of a thinker or strategic as I as I am with with the plans that I got in motion.
0: Mm. We gotta put something together where we can have like a collective of like those those thought leaders here You know what I'm saying Yeah we working on that bro Yeah like for real Because I feel like That's what Atlanta has Atlanta has that in a lot yeah, of I ways Yeah I'm
1: gonna say I, I see that though As you know Like I see that what, what you just said
0: Oh
2: yeah But like Yeah like what Like the strategic thinkers
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 but I'm telling you
2: bro I don't know I've been blessed Up to this point But I Cause people like Like how bro said They'll put certain people In positions Like okay he'll smile Like or mm-hmm. she smiling. But But you next speech.
1: To be like yeah, to, but to like, being a poster. Different. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, 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 yo, you but the different but the difference between <laughs> the, the, the
0: brothers in Detroit that I was to my point earlier is like y'all doing real work though. Yeah. Like you got a lot of people all over, you know, the country and they they got good ideas, That's but they, they, I, they don't have a brick so and mortar. Strong. They don't have a location yeah. like a rapper, right? They don't have a location like you. They don't have a location like New Air Detroit. Like, y'all, brick and mortar in the community doing real work on a day to day. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what separates y'all from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think y'all need to have that thought leader spotlight. Because not only only are y'all talking that talk, y'all walking that walk, which a lot of people can't say. You know, you got a lot of people in the in the social media space, and it's like, man, this dude is a really good thought leader, and he got twenty thousand people on his stream, but he's not out with the kid. He's he yeah, not really yeah. touchable. Like, you know, yep. you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
1: a lot of people. You, yeah, yeah, a lot of people just can't. Yeah, yeah what's okay. ain't do that?
2: You're right, bro. Detroit needs like a black Detroit coalition. Essentially, because remember how I was talking about how, like, all this stuff tied in together, politics, economics, education, mm-hmm. health, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you but we must approach, like, our plans for, like, the next 10 years, according to that. And everybody has a say so on what black life will look like in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, like, every leader from those industries must be at that table. They say that. You ever heard of, like, the I think it's the 2000s uh, theory about, like, white people, the white flight in Detroit? You mm-hmm. heard that? It's happening now. Yeah, so look, so this is all part of it. It's kinda, yes, I did heard it. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 bro. It's, it's kind of spooky in a way. Like, not spooky, but hey, like, no, it's happening. we have seeing it right yeah, in front of so us. So, like, so when White Flight happened, you know what I'm saying, 50, 60, 70s, whatever, in mm. Detroit, they said, all right, bet we'll leave these properties now, let them have it. But our goal is to come back, right? Our goal is to come back in 40, 50 years and and, and get these same properties that we have now for, you know what I'm saying, pennies on the dollar, like a lot cheaper. And so they sat down, the powers that be, the white community, whatever. It was, Okay, how do we do that, right? How do we strategically align ourselves or position ourselves to come back in these 50 years and, you know I'm saying, get this house or this property for cheaper and take back over what was once ours? So they had a few categories in which they planned to do it, like um, economics, okay? Like pull a lot of the corporate places that provide jobs out of Detroit. Farmer Jack's starting clothes close. And all them other different spots that we had was closing up. All right, the health area, we're going to make this place a nutrition desert. Right. They're gonna leave and it's gonna become so, you know what I'm saying, discombobulated to the point where people gonna be leaving too. Boom. We're gonna we control their politics, right? And as y'all know Detroit went through with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Control their education. Take the like take control literally of their public school system. That literally happened. They took all the trades out. Yeah, bro. So like they said that like as diabolical as it may sound, the twenty the two, the two thousand plan or the fifty year plan, like is working due to the fact of like strategically you know what I'm saying? Figuring out what areas and what categories we must infiltrate in order to make this land cheaper and we get it back for whatever. But I was thinking, like, whether that is true or not, we must be that strategic and that intentional with our way of thinking, bro, for what our next 10, 15, 50 years will look like in this city, in the, in this country, everywhere. Right. Will home ownership be at this percentage for black people in Detroit in Internet. the next in, in the next fifty years or next fifteen years. Like ten right, years. Ten years. All right, but how do we do that? Right? Is there economics? Mm. All right, X, Y, and Z, this is your role in regards to that. All right, we want, you know what I'm saying, heart disease and diabetes low by this, you know what I'm saying, by this percentage. Or right, how do we do that, Rafa, who's over our nutrition? Or right, how do we do that about Maliki Kenny was over our nutrition? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this coalition should be tasked with the higher level thinking, like the the, the coalition you're talking about or like the thought leaders, whatever you're going to call it, we should be tasked, all of us, with setting a plan of action what our next 10 to 20 years is going to look like and how do we get there strategically, you know what I'm saying, as a collective. And I think we we'll would be a lot better off. But I don't Maybe that might be happening in rooms that we just not in, but as it currently stands, I don't see how that's possible. I don't, I
1: don't think it's happening because yeah, – But it needs to, though, bro. It do. The only reason why I don't see it happen because that's – that's on the, that conversation is supposed to happen against our age now. Yeah, like our age group. I was just about to it say a 50 years from now, shit, I'll be 70. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But like that, because I mean, the old people, they, they can't, I ain't going to say the old, but the elders really can't, you know, do too much, but give us the, the knowledge and the resources, yeah. just pass it on to us. Like I said, it's a lot of, bro, it's a lot of wealthy black men in Detroit that, that, that don't get talked about, that have a lot of these resources and stuff. Once you start talking and seeing, mm-hmm. bro, it's a lot of wealthy black men in Detroit, man. Like Mm this, it is, man. Shout out to the black men in Detroit. It really is. And they all, I ain't going to say all of them, but half of them got rich off the plant.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Somewhere in there.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And shout out to the OGs who, you know, who are giving a game and are, you know, sharing the resources. Because there's a lot of them. I've definitely had a lot of them, even in Detroit, you know, just like people in the industry, man. Shout out Roy. Shout out Mr. Porter. Shout out, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of OGs that, you know. Really, just spread lighter. Give you, you know, give you a green light, man. Because I know we can speak, you know, about you know people who not really passing the baton, man. But how I feel about it is either you gonna pass the baton, or you gonna get pushed over. So it's just like I, I really be in that energy because. Like I said, in every field, it's the same thing, bro. And In media, I see it all day, bro. I see it all day. It's just be like, damn, you really could just change. We could change the world, man, if you just give us one look. But you don't want to give us that look, so now we got to knock down the door. And that's what we've been doing with this show, bro. We've really been knocking down the door, and it's just like, man... It, when I write a book on this, it, cause I know it's a lot of things that you probably want to speak on too. And it's just like, man, it's just not the time. It's like time, you know, but it's just like, it's a lot of stuff. I'd be really wanting to speak on like, man, because it, it, it's a lot of stuff that's rubbed me the wrong way. And I just want to warn other people, yep. but it's just like at the end of the day, like I'm telling you when, 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 when all is said and done, like it took a lot to get to this space. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It took a lot, like, you know, like, Man, I be fighting every day like, man, people don't understand how hard it is to get certain people on the show when you're not like a nationally syndicated show or you don't have like a certain PR agency that's representing mm-hmm. you because it's damn near impossible. They want to know which which one of these few are represent you. If you're not representing you independent, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So you got to have some finesse, finesse. Like you got to be the finesse god in order to or you, just, you have to really be strategic, like you said, intentional yeah. Yeah. in order to make this stuff happen. And like... Bro, man, this is this it's all grind, part of bro. Yeah, it's all part
1: of the it's journey.
2: A, it's a grind, bro. You know what I learned too? Somebody was saying last week, like when people don't, and, and you write shout out to everybody who does pass the baton and stuff like that, because I think there's a lot more than that they get credit for. But somebody was saying, like, bro, real talk, when you kind of try to close the door on certain people, all you do is make them more resourceful.
0: Mm. Like all you
2: do is make that person more resourceful. Yeah. Like if this door closed, bro, I'm gonna figure out a way to like get around it. Yeah, and like through that whole process of figuring it out, I might have made connections. I might have yeah. learned the process. I might, you know, what I'm saying, I'm sure you smile. I'm sure that yeah. that has happened to you, bro. Like somebody just probably could have simply told you this is how you do it. You have to go around and go through all the loopholes. Now you damn near an expert at whatever you do Ooh. because. You know what I'm saying? They, they made going, you. Yeah, they
0: going I can on. I set up around. the whole studio just, just off the same thing, exactly, bro. Resources, bro. Exactly. I, you, I like that. You, you became so
2: resourceful. So, man, it's all a journey. That's how I look at it, bro. When the door, quote unquote, close or won't be opened by a certain way, I bet it's just gonna build muscle. And when I get around this,
1: like it's a whole another ball game. You feel me? Like mm. now you is, know how to maneuver is that trauma for us like holding in information. Maybe.
2: What? Maybe like you saying yeah, like uh, gatekeeping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because oh,
1: yeah. like what the hell? Because yeah. remember, gotta think about it. Growing up, a lot of us told whatever happens in this household stay in this household. Like little stuff like that. Yeah, you know, um, if you tell one black person thing, they mess it up. You know, like little stuff like that's that. True.
2: I think it could be, bro. I think it's a a distorted value system too. I think some people just enjoy being like the only one in the space. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, what I'm saying, if I put you on, it's another black man in here that's that's doing good work. All right, boss might not be looking at me the same now. I might not be that token. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's just a distorted value system, bro. That some That's people real. carry. That
1: can come from from um, corporate. Yeah, yeah, Excuse bro. Me. Like that that make a lot of sense. Like I'm the only brother in here making this good money. Now it's another brother. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. like the damn, that come back from slavery. Hold bro, on, bro. Do. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's it's a whole value. You ever seen that like movie Life? Yeah, that's how the uh, dog? Man, the guy with the old dude with the gun. That's mm-hmm. how he was the mother niggas. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all yeah, yeah, the yeah. same person, but you feel good because the, the the guard fuck with you heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's crazy, yeah, bro.
2: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. deep. And it's in every yeah. area of the community, not just like the corporate space. Like that's in a lot of different, you know, what I'm saying spots and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, why should somebody participate in the debate
2: team? Oh man, so many different reasons, bro. Most of our leaders like have had debate in somewhere in their life. Malcolm X was on the, the, the prison debate team. Um, and he literally, yeah, in his book, he said he, he coined debate as his baptism of public speaking. Mm. So like, just to start there, man, the critical thinking that you must grow through in order to sit across from somebody or stand, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And there's a disagreement here, right? Like this is uh, called a resolution. This disagreement, like it's literally war. Right. You know what I'm saying? You must be able to critically think, like, okay, but they're going to say this. You're, gonna, you're literally preparing for what that person is going to say, what they're going to do, you know what I'm saying, before they even do it. So so for one, critical thinking goes through the roof when, when you do debate. You're confident. So many people, they say America's top three fears are heights, uh, public speaking, and death, right? Like and public speaking is number two. Through debate, you you get rid of all fears essentially because you must stand in front of a crowd and stand firm on whatever your position is in regards to this argument in regards to this topic. So critical thinking, confidence. um, Conflict resolution is a big one, right? Like, you you learn how to resolve a conflict. Again, it's an argument. It's a disagreement. But instead of, like, I'm about to shoot you, bro, or, like, let's scrap it out, I'm about to explain to you why my point is superior to yours. So it's a natural conflict resolution skill that you build up. You begin to learn how to, like, diffuse situations a lot quicker through debate. In addition to that, just self-expression. You know what I'm saying? We often get told as kids, like, you know what I'm saying, because I said so or you can really express yourself in a way in which you should be able to as an adult, you know what I'm saying? Or just as you make your way into adulthood. So through debate, you literally are honing in on all these different skills, you feel me? And it's a bunch more I can go on and on about articulation of your thoughts and ideas, literally being able to formulate something in your mind and say it through your mouth like quickly too at that, you feel me, while while opposition is sitting right here next to you or aside mm. apart from you. Right. So critical thinking, self-expression, conflict resolution, confidence building, um, the ability to work within a team unit is so important. We work with middle schools. We start young on purpose. You know what I'm saying? You start young, train them into these different things, and they become good at it. So any parent or any adult, real talk, I'm like, next for Umoja, we're going to be in the juvenile centers. Like, that's like our next thing is to form debate teams inside the juvenile centers in the state of Michigan. But that's, you know, like a two-year plan or whatever the case may be. But- all these skills and stuff that we all need, it translates well beyond just debate. You know what I'm saying? We all gotta be critical thinkers. We all gotta be confident. We all gotta have confidence. We all need to be able to express ourselves with words, articulate our thoughts and ideas. These are all things that you need. So that's why, you know what I'm saying?
1: No, in the debate, is there a right or right right or wrong answer? Uh there's a
2: winner and loser. Um mm-hmm. so I mean like, no, necessarily it's not a right or wrong answer because it's opinion. It's opinion based, but it's based around facts, facts. too.
1: I was about to say because when yeah. I teach, when I teach uh, English, you know, you have facts and you have an opinion. Yeah. But the, I feel like the facts back up your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like
2: yeah. so f- so for example, right? Like one of the topics that we had the kids debate this summer was: um, Black liberation movements should, or in, in order to gain group power, Black liberation movements should prioritize unity within the Black community over coalition building with other groups. Right, and so that's an opinion. Some people may be like, "We need to, you know, rainbow coalition. We need to get with everybody, and then that make our movement stronger." And some of us like, "No, we just stand with Black folks and unify us first, then move forward with any other group." So, like, it's an opinion, but you can use historical context to support whatever Both. side you know. What I'm saying what that you want. So, it's no like quote unquote right or wrong answer. But through facts, reason, and logic, and evidence, and history. You know what I'm saying. One side definitely could be made superior, but that's all dependent upon the deliverer, the person that's delivering that speech as well.
1: That's great. That's who Malcolm was on. Who telling to get with the people for, like us, people first, yeah, the like, first, yeah, then. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah mm-hmm. Man, we do a lot of good. Uh, umoja means unity. Is it means unity and Swahili? So our our curriculum is African centered, anyways. Mm-hmm. With and I make the curriculum myself. So that's all these topics and stuff that we talk about. Like they formulated through the minds of myself and the team to teach these kids. Like it's intentional. We want to be able to think about this stuff. Right now. You know Mm. what I'm saying? That's just one of the topics. We've done a bunch of other topics too. Uh, Black liberation movement should prioritize uh, economic empowerment over political representation. Um, and again That's something you could probably Argue both sides for Like you might We need political But we also need economics So I mean it just depends bro
1: Did you read Dr. Uh, Claude Anderson's book uh, Group F uh
2: Poweronomics. One of my favorites yeah. bro That's yeah, a classic yeah. Yep yep I actually revisited that book uh, This summer mm. I revisited this summer Just to You know what I'm saying You know how you, you always Gotta reread books Yeah I
1: got to mm-hmm. buy another copy Yeah Mine got thrown in the, in the trash
0: mm. I still got mine yeah, My, mine my god copy. brother gave it to me I still got mine And I was an expensive book too mm. no cheap book
2: Nah bro yeah it, it ain't it ain't a cheap book at all.
0: Yeah, hearing you break down um, debating it made me think about chess. I saw y'all playing chess yep. too. Like it's the same thing. Man. Shout out to Wise Guys Chess Club, Arthur
2: Johnson. Mm. Arthur Johnson, the brother, is doing amazing things. Yep he uh, he does something called um, Wisdom Wednesdays, uh, where he I think he's downtown. He he done bounced around at different locations, but the brother offers free chess. Anybody want to come? Just to, like whether you're an expert or you a beginner, um, yeah. you got a bunch of boards out there. Just to kick it. But yes. But, yes, it, it, it definitely is tied into that. Again, I think it, it, all this stuff falls under the umbrella of disguised learning. Mm-hmm. It's disguised learning for the youth, like, where they don't even know if they're picking up on certain skills, yeah. but they are. It's the same thing, like, when I used to do yard work as a kid, but my attention to detail now is very detailed because Pops is like, oh, no, you edged that up wrong. And so it's not like no classroom work, but I'm really learning attention to detail through disguised mm. learning. I'm cutting the grass, but it's
1: a deeper Lesson yeah, wax on,
2: learned. wax off exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different lesson. Yeah. I didn't get exactly.
1: that though. I still ain't get that. What wax on, <laughs> wax off. Boy, I never got that. <laughs> ain't gonna lie, bro. I didn't either. Yeah, I, I never got <laughs> I that. I'm like, what? I, I mean, got it, bro.
0: It was just the hand movement. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, blocking. wax on. He was oh, blocking. Wax okay. on. Yeah, 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 blocking wax on. Yeah, okay. wax okay. on. But this, right, left, right, left.
1: No, but they're even doing that with sports now more. Yep, the coaches are really more trying to get more uh, disguise what you call it, disguise
2: learning. Disguise is a good one for that, man. Listen,
1: I'm in there. All the time Like yeah. I look Like I feel like I feel like Like if I would've If I would've boxed I would've been a great boxer
0: mm-hmm.
1: Just off of the people I be around in there Like The skill set Is fucking crazy bro And I just be like Damn bro If I would've picked up on this Like Oh my god Like the, the quick thinking The critical thinking you need The bro. discipline you need Like oh my god bro Boxing to me Is like the best sport to, For a man mentally it's sharpening you so tough.
2: Man, it's important, bro. That's why I'm saying, like, and all these skills translate well into the class. Where people be like, why well, yeah. can't you grades and stuff like that? Like, bro, in order to even be able to, like, be good at ELA, you've got to have a little bit of confidence to, to stand up and read in front of the class. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in order for you even to be, like, decent at math, you must be able to think critically and, like, kind of be quick on your, on your thinking. Mm-hmm. All that stuff... Is learned, like, essentially outside the classroom. Like, you, yeah, you learn, like, the math, the one, two, three, four, five, six stuff in the classroom, but it's everything else outside the classroom that plays a direct role in your progress or whatever the case may be inside those classroom core subjects. Like, that's why, I, that's that's probably, like, why I'm in the space that I'm in the most right now, too, because I don't think, as a, as a whole, as a community, we understood that concept of disguised learning just No, yet. we didn't. We, like- we, we, we don't understand all the way, I think. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful tool, though.
1: You know, it is. I wish I wish I would have learned like that as a child. Like, I'm learning about disguise learning now. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grown-ass man, but, like, trying to learn things to to better myself in life in general. Like I said, mm-hmm. the boxing or, like, I wish, like, football. The way I understand football now, it's like, damn, why did I ain't get this back then? You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't disguise learn us in, in elementary or middle school. If I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Like I don't remember I mean, it they being probably, a they did it probably did. They probably I just did, don't. probably did though like whether
2: don't. it's, you know what I'm saying, discipline or like, yeah. you know what I'm saying, whatever the case may be that come along with it, but but yeah, you're right. Like I think again, when you know like when instructor like when instructor knows like what cuz what what the, what the, what the student is receiving is probably different than what the instructor's intention was. Mm-hmm. Like I make the kids like research stuff and they might think, okay, he wants to learn about this topic. It's like, no, I want you to understand. Research. Exactly. Research. And like, what's the importance of being able to back up whatever it is that you say with the fact and not an opinion. And they just think I'm just trying to figure out why the TikTok age is what it is. The whole time, my way of thinking is intentional to the point where I'm, I'm, Dang, they're tricking them into learning what I mm. want them to learn the way.
1: Do you get discouraged when they don't pick up on certain things?
2: No, nope, not at all, bro. Because everybody learn at different rates and mm. in, in different times. Like with emoji, we take everybody. We don't turn nobody down. It's not like a, a tryouts type of thing that we do. Yeah, I guess it
1: was a difference for me when I mean the classroom. I think I get discouraged because uh they take tests at the end. Yeah. You know them big tests and that's a reflection on me. You know technically, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, technically it is, but but it is though. Like being in, like really being in a classroom, getting a curriculum, and like, like you got to be real detailed. Like you got to be really on your kids. And I feel like, damn, if you not that, them test scores <coughs> are a reflection of me because I mean I'm not really putting in mm. the work that I need to for the student at least. Catch up a little bit, but then it'd be like you having so many kids in the classroom,
0: yeah. It could be deeper, like he was saying, it could bro. Be it's yeah, 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 some yeah.
2: of the factors, too, bro. These kids yeah. go home, like, exactly. bro, they, bro, they yeah. go home, they go like, home. that's like the biggest exactly. thing. Like, they, they go, go home. home to their parents, the environment, do. To they community But the they school do.
0: makes you feel like it's your fault, man, because they gotta blame somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. they, and gotta they blame ain't somebody. gonna blame the parents and nobody else, so they gotta blame yeah, you, so like, but nah, bro.
2: I ain't uh, in the classroom no more. I was bro. telling my little sister the same thing. She was talking about how she failed to test or, or SAT or something like that. My little sister's about to go to hopefully Howard University mm-hmm. next year. She a senior right now. And she was talking about her SAT score. And this is a, like this girl ain't got 4.0s and stuff like that all throughout high school. And she was feeling like she wasn't the most intelligent because mm-hmm. she didn't. I'm like, man, that test. I, don't even, I mean, like, I guess it's some indication of intelligence. But not really. Not really. I mean, really like, bro, no, like, that. some of the smartest people I know, like, were terrible, when it, like, in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I fly. I've real life met a couple geniuses, like, people who, like, there's no way, like, they they, at that genius level. And, like, bro, they was failing classes, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they were so deep into problem solving, and they was just geniuses. I'm sure y'all know people that's, like, smart. Yeah. But, like, not smart when it comes to,
1: like, book smart. Book smart, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, bro. common so, sense, smart.
2: Yeah, yeah, nah, I, I don't look at it like that when they don't pick up on certain things right then and there, because um, everybody journey differently. Hopefully, I'm saying you just plant them seeds, and when it's time for that for that seed to sprout, it'll do it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have intelligence in certain areas, and then they lack intelligence in others. It's like somebody could be like very uh, book smart, and then like not emotionally intelligent, like yeah. super aloof when it comes to emotions, like. Even even I see it a lot in fatherhood You know you got men who like super driven But like they might not have the emotional intelligence for yeah. the most basic and simple things But like it, 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 when it comes to getting the task done Like this dude is like yeah. genius man Like this dude is Mozart when it comes to putting something yeah. together You know building the structure But I think you know we all just have different things That we flex balance. on you know yeah. Yeah, It's balance man Duality yeah. Yeah. Duality yeah. for real, for real. It's definitely a lot of duality. What made you want to work with, with the age group that you're working with? It's twelve through fourteen, right? Uh eleven
2: through fourteen. Eleven through
0: fourteen. What made you want to work with that age group specifically? Oh man,
2: just upon reflection of my own life and then just observing again, you know, people around me. People really be thinking how you start coming into your own, into like your own personality, into yourself, like ninth grade and when you were in high school.
1: No, it start.
2: Bro, yeah. bro, real talk. It start, like for me at least, you That's know what I'm
1: saying? Huh? Fifth grade. Yeah, I'm about to say for me it started Fifth like in grade. sixth
2: grade. Like I was really starting to like to think like hmm. I started questioning the world and like asking why a lot. Like mm. you know what I'm saying stuff like that. So, bro, I, I wanted to get them at that age group like right there in that window to like where their curiosities begin to wonder about the world and topics and the things around them. And so I think it was important, like I said, reflecting upon myself. That's where I started. And then I think you know what I'm saying it was important for me to start there with the rest of them. And not waiting until they was in high school where they kind of already are not cemented into their personality into mm. like their way of thinking. But you know, what I'm saying you catch them younger, right then and there. So
1: mm. yeah, no, me being I was a fifth grade teacher, so mm-hmm. that's why I said that you start to see people picking up their own habits or like their own. I you see you see their identity. You yeah. really see it in fifth grade. Like yeah. it's me being a whole classroom for a whole year last year, just seeing like some of my students like damn. This might be them for the next couple of years until they, you know, switch whatever they need to switch. But like, right, mm-hmm. this is who he is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who he is. He likes mm-hmm. shoes, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. Because then you see it in sixth grade. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You be like, damn, so... Fifth grade is really where it's at like. I think
0: a switch happens From like When they get into ninth grade Though like Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth They kind of got a paradigm And then ninth yeah. Is just like a completely new paradigm Cause yeah, you I new. had fifth graders This past summer In my summer camp And that was my first time Ever working with fifth grade. Like I said I normally work with high schoolers Eighth graders yeah. But like Them fifth graders They were just like Really like You could tell They weren't really programmed Like that yet Cause they still Playing around wow. They jumping Man. with it They not cognizant of manhood And all yeah. this other stuff They just having fun yeah. But, like, even, I didn't even notice with the students I had in 8th grade and just, they in 11th grade now. But, like, when I noticed them in 8th grade, they was just way more, like, chitting out. It's, like, when they get in high school, it's, like, they super self-conscious, super aware of, like, mm-hmm. how other people perceive them. Their perception was a little bit less Nah it's very heightened It's just like I know how I come off the people So either you gonna use it for mm-hmm. a, a, Advantage like I know I'm I know I'm an intimidating figure yeah. Or I know like You know I gotta do this To get this way Or I don't wanna come off weaker Like it just comes there But you are right like When you start working With high school students It's like Their minds is de- Like you deal with a whole lot of like You know it's like It's like the clash of the minds Like uh, you gonna clash with them man
1: Oh that's crazy bro I just seen one of my high school students He's 21 now no, and, I, mm. and uh, I just seen to him yesterday. You know, I was at Little Caesars, grabbing some food for the family. Like, what up, Mister Davis? I'm like, what up? You know what I'm saying? You know, part of me was about to be like, what up, nigga? But I'm like, this one of my old kids. I can't, you know, talk to him like that. But he's 21 now. But it's yeah. like, damn, That's to see him. Like, man, that's. Like, I'm glad you're doing good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's just that's kind of crazy to me yeah. to like see kids, bro. Like, yeah.
2: progress. That's one of the goals, man. I'm the goal for Mojo Real Talk. One of the step into the mic but like one of my goals with Umoja bro is to look back in like 15 years and see like you were saying you i always pictured it as like oh, a bunch of lawyers or like just mm. change makers in the community and like they just conversing like how you get your start like how you get into this Umoja debate team umojo debate team Umoja debate team right oh, that's like hopefully like, happen. yeah that's, that's, that, happen, that, that's right. one of like my long-term goals bro is to look back you know what I'm saying? Because all this stuff is—we we all planting seeds, dealing with the yeah, no family
1: planting seeds, like you said. Exactly. You, you had a community that exactly. that built you up. Now you're building another community yeah. yourself. That because you was built up with a community. So yeah. like, you about, you're gonna have future lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, throughout your uh, program, like yeah. you definitely are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's coming too.
0: You feel so. like college is important? It's gonna be just as important moving forward. Um.
2: So I'm not like a huge advocate for all college. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it depends on the topic or whatever the case may be. But, I really look at college from like what our community needs at the moment. Right, like, yeah, and trades is a huge thing for me right now. I think our community needs. But, I ain't naive to the fact that we need like, lawyers, you know what I'm saying, as well. So, again, I would like for it to be a pipeline of lawyers created um, and who think differently about our community. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like the, people who just like thinking how we currently are i'm not picturing like just like regular right now lawyers but lawyers actually use their powers and their what they know to advance the community in ways that we probably don't even know that they could you know i'm saying lawyers literally write in like they the ones that really write these laws for a lot of stuff that you can put into place Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying so yeah i think college in that aspect is necessary for our community and for like these kids to be lawyers but i ain't about to sit here and ever be like go to college yeah my little sister didn't want to go to college bro I would probably like I wouldn't I wouldn't have no feeling towards it. Right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like she went to do something else, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Like, and I support her in that. And I, you know what I'm saying. But I leave it open to them. But yeah, I ain't really like the biggest go to college, go to college. You gotta, yeah, i am I. Yeah, like I ain't I ain't like that I'm at all. But so, it's certain professions. Like, I think we do need like we need architects to build up our community. Yeah. So like we gonna need some of them to go to college and learn that. You know what I'm saying? Aspect. We gonna need. You know what I'm saying? Some people to be the lawyers of our community. To for us to be like really sovereign. Like you know what I'm saying, you need certain things.
1: So you twenty five. do you see yourself five years from now? Uh it's
2: a good question, man. Um I I to be honest, I'm I have not like really all the way sat down with that idea yet. Uh because you asked me four years ago, I wouldn't be leading a nonprofit for mm-hmm. sure. Like Umoja Debate Team is a birth, it started just off the fact of law school was on my radar, but I wasn't doing law school virtually. And that's when the pandemic, like I graduated in 2020. I was about to go right into law school. And when I was filling application stuff, was still online. So as upon reflecting that's how Umoja debate team started. So like that pivot right there could happen again. I might say that, you know what I'm saying, I want Umoja debate team. And I do want this to happen. I guess you could say this in five years to have a, a Chicago branch. You know what I'm saying? A New York branch, Atlanta mm. branch, like in leagues. It's like how, just how we have a league here in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I would create a, a national type of thing where all these kids from these different communities are learning these same skills we talked about and meeting up to compete. You know what I'm saying? Like full blown like, a separate debate system uh, mm. than what we currently have. That's, like, one of, like, the long-term goals. Um, but that will happen. But, I mean, people always ask me other questions in regards to office and stuff like that. I don't I don't see that happening, but I don't know. I'll never say never. So in five years, we'll just stick with that. I think Umoja, the growth of Umoja um, being taken to the next level is where I see myself in five years.
0: I like that. I like that whole aspect. I, I like how you creating an ecosystem for debate. Because personally, I didn't really even know where like the ecosystem for debate was. Because my school, high school I went to, didn't have a debate team mm-hmm. or any of the high schools that I know of in my city. So I, I love that you creating the ecosystem. You know, regardless if it exists or not, it's just like we can create our own ecosystem. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, tell them where they can go to support. You, um or, or find you on social media. Yep, yep, yep. So my social media, my personal,
2: uh, I'm only on Instagram. got yeah, Facebook, that's more like for the fam. Like yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? But Instagram is like where I do everything yeah, for the most part, and that's jwan.howard. That's spelled J-E-R-J-U-A-N dot Howard. everything umoja debate team related is umoja debate team, uh, which is u M O J A D E B A T E T E. Am um, and that's on Instagram and then also our land that we own over off Puritan is called Umoja Village and on Instagram that's Umoja, U M O J A dot Village
0: and that's where they can go to uh, donate like I'm sorry yeah yeah my to...
2: bad but you can click the link in the bio on there but the okay. but, but the email to donate to support sign up for a newsletter keep up with us everything like that is UmogjaDebateTeam dot okay is our site that you can go to and everything I'm talking about is on there you know what I'm saying from the the visuals to the donate. Now link, all that stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I want to know. I'm like, man, we gotta figure out where we can go to to <laughs> donate, man. I really appreciate you doing this, man. This is a powerful man. conversation, bro. Um th- this is this is a late night edition, man. This is the, the 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 guys getting together, man, building on some powerful conversation, man, and hopefully we do some great things moving forward, man, because oh, I'm bro. into the community building, bro. Absolutely yes, bro. sir. Absolutely, man. bro.
2: And let me know however you now so we spoke about it a little bit with the with the young men you work with, about Absolutely. the schools and stuff like that. However I can whether that's, you know what I'm saying, make an introduction to a school Absolutely. or whatever that might look like. Whatever you need, bro.
0: Absolutely. You already know my brain firing, bro. Like, this yeah. is this is the work. Like, I'm I'm seeing this is, like, this is the table, man. Like, five years from now, I know we're going to be doing great things. That's why I tell people all the time when I see them, I'm like, bro, I'm, I be talking to future, like, tycoons, bro. I know I do. I be knowing that. Certain mm-hmm. people I meet, I'm just like, I know they the one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I be feeling like a lot of people that we have on this, I, I'm like, we going to be, like, in 10 years, bro, we going to be big. You know what I'm saying? So this is definitely big, man. Juwan Howard, man. Spank the bank of my deport. This is breaking the machine and that's a wrap, you dig.